Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. Swine Health Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like... At JBI, we apply biosecurity innovation and expertise to keep your operations safe. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. Beringer Ingelheim, through innovative solutions, cutting-edge research, and world-class experts, Beringer Ingelheim helps producers operate with complete confidence. Learn more at swineresource.com. United Animal Health, scientifically better. Learn more at unitedanh.com. Get your full value from start to finish with Ilanco. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson. I'm the host for the podcast. And joining me in our illustrious podcast studios is Dr. Rachel Cadell. Uh, Dr. Cadell is a postdoc in animal welfare at North Carolina State University. And here today to talk to us a little bit about pig behavior and pain management. Dr. Cadell, welcome to the podcast. Uh, would you like to give the audience an introduction and a little background about yourself? Yes, thank you for having me. Um, I recently finished my PhD at North Carolina State University. And over the past eight years or so, I've been really involved in animal welfare research across a wide range of species, um, including pigs, but also looking at beef cattle, dairy cattle, um, even dogs. So it's a pleasure to be here and get to talk about pigs again. Um, today, we're going to talk about some of my work uh, from 2020, back when I was working with the Global Animal Production Welfare Lab um, with Dr. Paris Garcia and her crew. So I'm really excited to talk about that. Um, I'm originally from Ohio, grew up in 4-H, so this is all really fun for me to get to talk about. Excellent. Well, very good. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, my, my first question for you is, within the animal welfare community, is the study of, of pain management in pigs of value just directly for the pigs? So we're trying to apply what we learn to that species, or like we hear sometimes with other health uh, things, are pigs used as a model for other species and pain management in other species, or is it a little bit of both? I think it definitely can be a little bit of both. My work has focused primarily on assessing the pain management techniques um, for pigs um, to benefit pigs and the swine industry as a whole. But pigs are definitely an excellent um, comparative model in a lot of biomedical research um, studies. So I imagine that it would have overarching benefits for human health as well. Very good. Um, you've got to measure something to, to do good science. So talk to us a little bit about the measurement systems to assess pain in pigs or just in general with any species. Oh, yeah, that's the tricky part, right? Um, I'm very interested in pain, but it's very hard to measure, as I'm sure you and everyone listening knows. Um, pain, even in humans, is a subjective state. Um, so what we can do as sort of outsiders with our animals who can't self-report their pain is look at what we call proxy measures of pain. And the one that we're going to focus on today is behavior. So behavior measurements of pain have really been um, something that researchers that have worked with swine have focused on, um, and that sort of led um, even um, our ability to quantify pain associated with castration, and these behaviors um, and the measurement of them have 
led to the development and recommendations for pain management on an international scale, whether that's been um, from the American Veterinary Medical Association or um, legislation in Europe or New Zealand. Um, so pain behaviors are really important and that's sort of our prime measurement now. And there are a few other measurements as well um, that researchers have been doing and incorporating. Um, but today I'll just focus on those pain behaviors. So when you're making observations of behavior, talk to us about that. Is it um, something where uh, a researcher such as yourself walks through the barn every hour and, and makes an assessment or do you use cameras? How frequently do you look at the data? And then I say data, how frequently do you look at the pigs? And then what uh, what are you looking for when you're looking at them? Yeah, so that's all great questions and really what our um, work has gone into determining. So depending on the type of pain for pigs, we can go through and be there live in person and do those observations, um, sort of checking in with them every five minutes or so. Um, and sometimes that's the most feasible depending on like the operation size and the sampling procedure. Um, but what we were interested in with our group and um, is really best practices. So what we did was we put up video cameras um, so we could record over multiple days um, prior to castration and then hours um, immediately following castration, I believe out to the 24 hour mark. And um, what we sort of did was take all that data. So we had um, myself and another video um, coder that I train um, using what we call an ethogram, which is just a um, detailed repertoire of the behaviors that we're looking for. And we'd go through and code the frequency and duration of all those behaviors. Um, because what we wanted to understand was that all these different researchers are using behavior, but what is sort of best practice to um, determine um, how frequently and um, how, like what percentage of time these behaviors are occurring. And what we found with our study was we looked at different time points. So like you said, like every three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, um, 15 minutes. But what we found was the best um, was continuous observation, which as you can imagine as researchers, wasn't exactly the most exciting to, thing to find out because we'd love if we could go in and sort of um, fast track anything because that's the hardest part with behavior research is it's very time and labor intensive. But if this is back practices, that's what's going to help us move the industry forward and sort of determine um, when and how long these painful behaviors are occurring and then what sort of um, pain management techniques we can implement that are going to be effective for the animal because that's what we all really want is for um, that pain to be alleviated, but also we want something that is going to be practical for on-farm usage. Very good. Um, when you're developing these models, I would assume that there's some value in, okay, now we understand how to measure pain. Now we can look at treatments as well, right? Different interventions to try and manage that pain. Have you guys progressed to that with your research yet, or is that still a next step? Yeah, um, I haven't continued on with this work. I've actually been working in dogs for the past few years, but I know um, that the Global Animal Production Welfare Lab, they've continued um, looking at different treatments. And I think that that work is sort of ongoing with a few different labs. Uh, this paper that we um, published looking at the sampling methods, Dr. Viscardi was 
involved in and she's over at Kansas State and I know she continues on with this work as well. Very good. You mentioned uh, kind of the constraint being the the people's time to make these continuous observations. Uh, can you use computers and, and um, AI, for lack of a better term, to make similar behavioral observations and kind of teach the computer to look for whether it's laying patterns or whatever your eyes are looking for? Can you teach the computer to do that so that that process can be automated and you can churn through a lot of data in a short amount of time or did not yet? Yeah, I don't think we're there quite yet, but I know there are um, different researchers that are working on that um, and are really interested in that space. Um, what I've seen so far at conferences or heard people talking about is um, some of that AI can accurately detect um, the larger animals. So if we're looking at like a pen of south, they could detect um, locomotion or lying time, but not yet these um, more pain-specific behaviors that we see in piglets. Um, I believe a challenge is the smaller size of piglets and identifying them, but also um, when we're looking at castration-related pain, we're looking for um, like scratching their rump on the um, farrowing crate, um, stiffness, so these like lying with extended and tense legs, tail wagging, trembling. So these are sort of um, really detailed um, or hard to detect, I think, for the AI yet. I don't think like we've progressed far enough for that. Salmonella presents significant challenges to pig health and performance and poses food safety risks to humans. As the first and only vaccine offering live attenuated strains of both Salmonella cholerasias and Typhimurium, Enterosol Salmonella TC from Beringer Ingelheim protects pigs against both stereotypes with a single oral dose. Talk to your Beringer Ingelheim representative to learn more. L-Biotics, the pioneer postbiotic for digestive health in pigs. Brought to you by Adair Biome. With over a century of experience in postbiotics for digestive health, L-Biotics contains heat-treated lactobacillus cell bodies and their metabolites. Stable by nature, L-Biotics can be easily stored and incorporated in compound feed. I really appreciate your work in this space. Um, hopefully that does help us overcome this barrier because I couldn't agree more that, that something is needed there. Uh, I want to thank you, Dr. Cadell, for coming on to the podcast today. And to our audience, thank you for listening to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast. If you've not gone to our website, please check us out at swinehealthblackbelt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you'll catch uh, not only this episode, but all our free future editions that come out every Friday. Um, thank you very much, Dr. Cadell, for coming on. Pleasure to chat with you today. You too. Thank you so much for having me. And to our audience, thanks for listening, and please have a great rest of your day. Hey, everyone. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it with me and share it with our audience, feel free to send an email to healthblackbelt at swineit.com, and we would love to take a look at your research.